Hey girlfriend, this is Jan James. Welcome to the Hope After Breast Cancer podcast, where women who have endured breast cancer learn to have fulfillment over frustration, clarity over confusion, and faith over fear. We tackle the issues that many of our sisters face after a breast cancer diagnosis, from brain fog to fear of recurrence, from menopause to sex after breast cancer. This is the place to learn how to have hope after breast cancer. So strap yourself in. Welcome to the Hope After Breast Cancer podcast. This is Jan James, and looky who I have for us today. This is Deborah Kellogg, who's a new friend of mine. She is a certified lymphatic therapist, and um, she was referred to me by one of our local women, and she is the owner of Pink Ribbon Lymphatic Massage in Scottsdale, Arizona. Hey, Deb, how are you? I am very good. Thank you for having me, Jan. I am delighted. You know that we were looking and praying for a lymphatic person. And so you're exactly who we needed. So I'm so excited to talk about this. Um, not everybody, obviously, in the breast cancer community is affected by lymphedema, but there are enough of them that I think it's really important for us to talk about, but I think even more so we'll talk in a little bit. Um, I have heard stories that lymphedema can creep, creep into your life at any point post lymph node removal, right? It can, it can. Um, it's a very, it can be different for very, for each woman. Um, someone may have simply one lymph node removed and she does fine. Um, for a few years, and then suddenly there's an insult to the lymphatic system, which is common, right? That's why mm -hmm. it's there. Um, and it just gets overwhelmed and gets a little backed up. And so knowing the signs of the early signs of lymphedema right. are, are very important. Yeah. So Conversely, another mm -hmm. woman can have uh, five, 10 lymph nodes removed and never have a problem. So it's highly individual. Right. So that, well, let me, let me start at the beginning. How in the world did you get into this business? I've started out as a massage therapist. So uh -huh. that's kind of how I view therapy is with a compassion and a caring um, and wanting to nurture. Um, throughout my career, I did have an injury, um, which I had to rehab and kind of realign my, my, um, workload. Um, in that process, I became a physical therapist assistant, and I started working with the oncology population in acute care or in the hospital setting. Now, working obviously with the oncology population, you see a lot of lymph node removal. Um, lymphatic therapy is an important part of pre- and post-surgical care. Um, and I saw really an opportunity to use my manual skills to, again, go back and nurture the person that was being um, treated for cancer. Because, as you know, during treatment, it is the body that's being treated. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, um, in an effort to save lives, um, the person is set aside until later. So mm -hmm. that, that is the, uh, really how my the pairing of massage and therapy came together and lymphatic therapy is the perfect um, joining of those two passions. That's so cool. And I just have to like, just thank you and all of the other healers out there because I'm getting to know more and more. I mean, 
it's really a gift that you guys have that you can use your hands to be able to bring healing to bodies is just it's so magnificent to watch and to to experience and uh, you know it's really so needed so i i'm excited to just have you on our contributing experts team hey i wanted to know too um so you you have a your clinic has i think multiple lymphatic uh, mis- I, do you call yourself lim- uh, lymphatic masseuses? What do you call yourselves? No. Um, we're all certified lymphatic therapists. Okay. Um, so we have two doctors of occupational therapy, one doctor of physical therapy, and myself as a physical therapy assistant. Um, but we've all gone through the training for complete, complete decongestive therapy. Um, and we focus on the post-clinical maintenance phase so and d- but, define that. What's that mean? So um, oftentimes um, pre-surgery, say pre-mastectomy or pre-lymph node removals, um, you'll go into a lymphatic clinic um, and you'll have your baseline measurements taken. That's super important. Um, and then after your surgery, you know where you are, where your baseline is, so that if you start to feel any heaviness or tingling or have any problems, increase uh, volume, you can go back in and measure against those original um, measurings, volume measurings, and see if you're, if you're starting to uh, bring on some fluid. Um, and then you're treated if in fact you are, um, you're educated on how to take care of your skin and your nails, which is essential because if you have a decreased lymphatic flow in an area, you have a decreased capacity to heal potentially. So you wanna make sure your nails are clean, that they're well um, maintained so that you don't um, nick your skin. You wanna make sure your skin is always hydrated so that it doesn't um, crack. You know, you want to protect your skin because that's your first line of defense against any forms of infection. So sorry to, to speak around in a circle, but Um, All of us have been uh, worked in the clinic where you would come in and we would educate you on what you need to do to protect yourself, to identify where you are with your health and to know when you should maybe call up the clinic and schedule an appointment for aftercare. Um, If there is a problem, um, there is an intensive phase of lymphedema therapy. This involves uh, bandaging. Um, some exercises because muscles work as a pump to move lymphatic fluid. And um, the objective of the intensive phase is to shrink down any swelling to its smallest and then to measure for compression and get you wearing the right compression garments that will help you maintain your size. And those are your best friend. They're, they're, you may not want them to be your best friend, but they are your best chance of um, not letting lymphedema progress. So after you are in those compression garments, you are then on a maintenance phase. And part of that maintenance phase is one, uh, wearing the compression and two, performing a self-massage and then um, diligent skin and nail care. So at Pink Ribbon, we are helping on the maintenance side. And that's helpful because I like to think of it as a pedicure. We can all give ourselves a pedicure, 
but isn't it nice to go and get it done and it's done very well. Um, it, we kind of help with the lymphatic massage in that way. And what I find is that it really brings a lot of comfort. It, it helps to, um, sometimes you travel, sometimes you're out in the heat, sometimes you're a little bit more active and you might start to feel bogged down a little bit. We can, we can help to resolve that as long as it doesn't go too far. And if it does go too far, since we're all certified lymphatic therapists, we know when to send you back to clinic. Sometimes intensive phase needs to be repeated and that's okay. It just, we gotta get your, we need to get your volume down, compression back on and back into the maintenance phase. So um, I, I also find with radiation, post-radiation fibrosis, there's a continuing tightening of tissue. Mm -hmm. And I have been surprised at how effective the lymphatic massage and some gentle myofascial release is at kind of opening up and elongating those tissues and creating a um, comfort. That's, that's what I hear is that people just feel comfortable wow. um, after that's, one of those. That's really good to know. Yeah, I've actually yeah. been seeing uh, a myopractor recently just to help with some muscle lengthening and that kind of thing. So yeah, I understand that I didn't have radiation, but it, that makes total sense to me because those that scarring can be uh, harmful to, you know, the body working correctly. I want to go back to something that you said that kind of stunned me because, and please understand, I'm coming at this from kind of a 30,000 foot level. And I'm someone that did not I've never been diagnosed with lymphedema. Um, I had four nodes taken on one side and that was it. And so I, I'm probably, I think at low risk for it, but I've certainly known so many girls that are wearing the Michelin man stuff all the time and the, you know, the pumps and all that. So the, just overall the lymphatic system that you were born with is meant to pump that fluid around your body. But when the lymph nodes are taken, right, that ability to move that fluid effectively, the way that you were designed is, is hindered, right? So is that a good way to put it? Or how would you explain that? That's somewhat accurate. Um, so the lymph nodes don't actually affect the circulation or the pumping of the lymphatic vessels. Oh, I'm going to get so nerdy with you here. I'm uh Oh, here we go. All right, bring it, bring it. <laughs> um, so removal of lymph nodes is like a removal of a bridge on a highway. All the traffic is going towards the bridge, but the bridge is gone. Mm. So you're going to get some backup. Gotcha. And it takes time to rebuild the lymphatic system. The vessels can rebuild to some extent. Um, and navigate around to um, other adjoining lymph nodes mm -hmm. to make up for that absence of um, the bridge. Um, but um, there are also what's called anastomoses. So there are two-way streets that as a lymphatic therapist, we can redirect. For instance, if you were lacking lymph nodes here and it started, all the traffic came to that bridge, the bridge is gone and traffic is just sitting there, AKA lymphedema, okay? Oh, right. Um, we can reroute it down, we can reroute it over, we can reroute it over the shoulder and we wanna get everything right here, so to speak. 
But the actual pumping of the lymphatic system is done more with um, muscle movement. It's it's movement driven. Wow. Interesting. Um, so okay. even the pulsing of your veins and arteries uh, mm. will help move lymphatic vessels, lymphatic fluid from the spaces in between the cells into your lymphatic system where it can be processed. Um, Another reason so, to get off the couch, ladies. Yes, move, move, move. <laughs> Not too much, you know, yeah. but move and, and sing right. deep breathing. Deep breathing is wonderful. As your diaphragm rises and falls, it actually strokes one of the largest lymphatic vessels and can uh, increase the motoricity of, of your lymphatic system. So literally diaphragmatic breathing, singing, um, dancing, it, movement, it does mm. help. Um, another thing in what makes lymphatic massage so different from any other type of manual therapy is that we're just moving skin just very gently. And that's because I like to tell people, say, this is your get the layer of skin here and here's your lymphatic vessel. And it actually has junctions that open and close. So you've got all this swelling out here in the cellular space and you've got your lymphatic vessel and you want to get it out of here and in here where your body can process it. So here's your skin, here's your vessel. This is an anchoring filament. So when I move your skin, I open up that lymphatic channel and it draws fluid in. This is especially important with lymphedema because lymphedema is a protein rich swelling. Protein loves water, it draws it to itself. So if you get proteins out here, they're going to they're going to hold on to that water and make it harder to draw it into the lymphatic system but the manual therapy opens up that channel uh, big enough for the proteins which are actually quite large molecules to go in there and then so you've got these this water hole like a sponge right you wouldn't want a sponge when you were trying to drain it out we're drawing that in and with it it um, comes the attraction of water with it um, and that's why generally diuretics are not helpful for mm. lymphedema because sure we were getting rid of some fluid, but we're leaving the protein. And so the problem is still there. Whereas uh, with intensive rehab, the, the compression, the exercises in the manual lymphatic drainage, we can remove that protein and help to um, improve the lymphedema. How interesting. Okay. It so is. I, let me go back to the, You're going to teach us so much and I can't wait to get into some of this. You're going to be a regular on inside thriver nation. I know in our spotlight interviews too. So we'll, we'll, this is just the first taste ladies of, of what um, Deborah's got to give us. So that's really awesome. So back to what I was stunned by, you said that when first diagnosed, you would go to, I'm going to paraphrase here and I may have gotten it wrong, but you would go to a lymphedema clinic and have your flow. Uh, there would be a benchmark that you would be uh, yes. then monitored with so that you, if you knew if additional uh, swelling or treatment needed to be, okay, I never had that. And I would love to, I would love to do a poll inside our groups to find out who has, do you find that most women have or have not had that initial benchmark done? Um, well, the, the lymphatic community that, um, I'm close with here in the Phoenix area, um, 
I come from a Banner Gateway MD Anderson um, background, and that was part of the care is okay. that you went into clinic before surgery for your baseline measurements because they're simply so valuable um, afterwards. But the, to answer your question, I do find that a lot of women especially if their surgeries were a long time ago, because right. remember lymphatic education, our understanding is growing. Mm -hmm. um, they didn't have that done. And maybe they haven't even been educated on skin and nail care right. or, you know, signs of um, cellulitis, which is also, which is paramount. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I can't really give you a number, mm -hmm. but I, I would, I'm afraid it's probably a very large number that don't have baseline measurements. Mm -hmm. I would advise anyone who has had lymph nodes removed to find a lymphedema clinic um, and go in and ask about their risks for disease or disease progression. Um, just get the basic um, self-care education and some baseline measurements. You probably only need one visit to achieve that. Mm -hmm. And it's a good time um, just to really talk about which lymph nodes you had removed and how that might um, show as far as lymphedema. Even if you just feel some heaviness or tingling, but you're looking at yourself, you're symmetrical, that's, that's, a, that's a red flag um, that you, you may need to start wearing some compression. Mm. That was one of the things I wanted to know, you know, what should we look for? So that's, those are the main things, the, the tingling or the heaviness. Yes. Yes. Um, that could be the start of symptoms. Okay. So that's yeah. good to know. And I, I find, and I don't mean for this to uh, be critical, but, you know, and you probably know this, we're both in the Phoenix area and, you know, the lymphedema is one of those diagnoses that kind of gets pointed around. Um, there's several of them, you know, pelvic floor is another one there. There's all the, you know, it's like, oh, not in my lane is what we hear from doctors. And so um, typically if, and, and I think women in active treatment typically would go to their oncologist if they had some, or their surgeon, I should say, really their breast surgeon, right? If they have a particular feeling, do lymphedema symptoms usually come on soon after surgery or is it just all over the place it's all over it can be all over the place I actually oh. have a client that I'm uh, working with um, she was resistant to wearing compression she had been um, not using myself but another uh, lymphatic therapist a lymphedema um, massage therapist to uh, help her maintain again she had the the post-radiation fibrosis that was her biggest complaint she had that that feeling of tightness, work on her. She had some swelling. We talked about how compression would be helpful um, as far as tissue health and um, maintaining. Mm -hmm. Didn't want it, didn't want to be defined. Uh, didn't want to wear the compression. That's perfectly fine. I'm going to work with you wherever you are, yeah. but all along, I'm going to educate you and empower you with information. She had a cut on her finger uh, hands got dry, little cut, ended up with cellulitis. Oh. And the um, her arm swelled immensely. So now she had to go back and do intensive rehab, wraps, 
now she's back in the compression, loves her compression because she's coming at it from a different um, perspective. But she was um, status post 12 years. Oh, wow. no problems. Mm. Um, and it was that cut. It wow. was that cut that invited in an assault to the lymphatic system that was running, 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 doing the best it could and was achieving success, but was just asked to do just that little bit more that overloaded the system. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. I've heard of women that are 20 years out that are, mm -hmm. uh, you know, all of a sudden diagnosed with lymphedema too. So I know it can, you know, I, I, for some reason, what I'm remembering, I'm 10 years out from my diagnosis. And I think I remember being told, you know, just wear gloves when you garden and, you know, so you don't get stuck by a thorn. And I went, what, you know, because I just, I think, I feel like the education about the lymph system is really, I, I know I have a lot to learn. And so we're super excited for you to join us. So thank you for giving us kind of a primer, at least in this talk, and then we'll, we'll schedule you for more time so that you can teach us more. But I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us and just be introduced to our beautiful community. So thank you so much, Deborah. Thank you, Jan. It's been my pleasure. Thanks. We're looking forward to learning much more from you. So folks, this is Jan James from Hope After Breast Cancer, and I will be signing off for now. We'll see you next time. Take care. Girlfriend, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. I hope you found some nuggets to encourage you and give you hope. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. You never want to miss an episode. And we'd love to know how we're doing. So please be sure to leave us a review. Until next time, this is Jan James encouraging you to remember there is hope after breast cancer. See you next time.